Cornerstone Conversations, having a chat with Neil and Matt. Hello everyone and welcome to Cornerstone Conversations for this week. I'm your host Neil Wright and with the, I have Assistant Pastor Matthew Koenig. Hi Matt. Hi Neil. How are you today? Uh, going well, thank you. That's good, we've got a bit of rain about. Nice yeah, lovely, today. lovely day today. Um, a little bit damp, still humid. Yeah, it is still humid, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. One of the things about up here, I guess we always... Have a bit of humidity in the wet mm. season, so it's hot, and then heat in the dry season, so it's hot. Yeah. It's hot all year round. However, better than freezing. Lovely to have the rain, though, isn't it? Like, oh, it's beautiful. Absolutely. Just in course. time for me to fix my sprinklers at home. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Get them ready for the wet season, eh? That's right. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Good work, Matt. Thank um, you. So I just wanted to talk a bit about marriage today. Uh, this is what I talked about on the weekend, and what... Why I was thinking about it was I was just really um, pondering, I guess, the way we think about marriage in terms of what the general society thing is and, and how marriage is sort of almost seen as outdated. Uh, why, why would you get married? Isn't it easier just to move in with someone? Um, also, in the terms of really one man, one woman, that's a bit outdated. And wondering about that because it's it's uh, I guess it's a natural thing as human beings we long company we long to be with someone, and yet God had a plan from the beginning for people to get married. Um, so I guess Matt, what do you think? Like the attitude that you see around the place is towards marriage. Is it a, is it seen as a good thing, a desirable thing? Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think there's a there's a, a change in the attitude within society about about you know why why bother to get married, um, you know that I mean that's a it's a big generalisation, um, but I mean certainly within within like church community there's there's a fairly strong focus on on being married, but outside of that it's um, it's almost like a like an attitude of 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 why bother. Um, you know, you made you made the example on Sunday about your your Centrelink forms and your mm. and your government forms and stuff, where you have to list down all of the people that you've lived with in the past twelve months, and there's there's space for seven or eight or more um, different partners that you can list there, and and you know that just just really shows um, you know an example of of where society is at. You know, they they wouldn't put those boxes on the forms if they didn't need to have them there. Yeah, um, that's right. So you know, and that's that's really sad. And I think that you know, I guess there's a it it appears to me that there's this there's this again, it's the the view of society that it's all about myself. It's all yeah. what do I want, and and you know, if it's if things get hard, then I can I can just walk away if I haven't made that that commitment. And that's what marriage is. It's a it's a commitment. Yeah. Um. And you know, that's a it's a it's a huge thing, and it's it's not something you just walk away from and you know yeah. I think maybe that's that's what scares people yeah I think so maybe and and when you say marriage is a commitment um for me it should be a joyful commitment mm. uh, where I'd have to be honest Matt and like this is one of the things I said on Sunday that I, I would look say as a child there's a lot of good Christian marriages but there's also a fair number of that I'd question and, and sort of think well the wife is so unhappy or the husband's so unhappy. They're unfaithful to each other. They don't talk to each other nicely. They, you know, they don't seem to be living joyfully with one another. And I'm like, 
why would you just say we're staying together because we made a covenant, a commitment to one mm. another? And I, I guess in in a way, it's almost like it's become a god in itself. You know, like that we can't possibly not. You know, we can't possibly separate, which of course is not what God wants. You have to be careful when you're listening to this, guys. God obviously wants us to stay married, remain married to the one person for our whole life, but it's like. I'm sure he doesn't want us to live in an unhappy marriage too. And covenant is not because I made a statement one day. Covenant is an everyday agreement to live mm. joyfully with one mm. another That's right. to the exclusion of all others and actually enjoying each other's company. Like, so going back to Genesis, which is the first verse I talked about, and Jesus actually mentioned this verse too when he was here. And it's the the uh, the making of the woman from the man in Genesis mm. chapter 2, 21 to 24. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. While the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib and he brought it to the man. At last the man exclaimed, This one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken from man. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and the two are united into one. And it seems like from the very beginning, like before... God created Eve, he, he, one of the things he said was, it's not good for man to be alone. Mm. Now, whether that's, you know, company with other people or finding that person to be with and to be married, um, there's this, from the beginning, and Jesus talks about it too, and he talks about it in relation to marriage, so it's not just, you know, there's no one to get married before for Adam and Eve except for God, and he brought them together. And obviously they didn't have a father and mother either, but yet it's saying this is why this is this is true, that a man leaves his father and mother, joined his wife, and the two united into one. That it's more than just making a commitment to one another. It's an actual joining together mm. to be one mm. flesh. And that word there, joined or united, in, um, in the original language, talks about it being like glue. And I actually did some study on glue. I won't share that today, only because I... Um, Happened to be listening to the radio the other night about it. But basically you cannot pull something that's glued together apart without a part of the other attaching to it. Mm. You know I mean, it's like yep. that's how close and powerful that bond should be. Yep. It's not the two become one man or the two become one woman. It's the two become one together. Mm. Um, yeah, so maybe just tell me a little bit about your thoughts on that. And, and I guess the other thing was that it was the one woman, one man. Yep. God didn't make lots of women for Adam. He said, this is the one. Yeah, yep. Yeah, and I think you're, you're right. Like, in, in terms of, um, you know, not, you know, that, that two, two becoming one, there, there is that, that commitment. There is that. And, and again, it comes back to, I think, this whole, the attitude of, of why we're in it as well. You know, what, what is the purpose of, of two the two joining to become one and that is that there's you know there's support in in the relationship there's um you know the honoring of god in in that relationship because i mean god god is three in one he has he has relationship with himself through the holy spirit and with jesus and that's you know i i guess he he wants that for for us as well um you know um but but this this attitude of am I am I in this for myself or am I in this for 
the other person and that's the, there's that there's that level of commitment as well of, of I'm in this to build up the other person and to encourage them and to grow them and and as you do that together you're you become more and more one and you can't you can't pull it apart without leaving leaving bits or parts of each other mm. and I think that's attached. why divorce is so cruel that's yeah. why it's even though people say you know oh we're you know, still friends. Yeah, it's very, very rare that that's actually true. It's it's always hurtful to the mm. people themselves. It's hurtful to the children. Yeah. Um, I cannot see a good thing from it at all, to be honest. Um, and when we think about marriage, you know, like because if I if I sort of thought about what people really want, the real deep desire of their heart you can see people want to be loved and they want to be able to mm. love someone and they want it to be real and true and basically for a lifetime. So you get shows uh, like, you know, Married at First Sight or Farmer Wants a Wife or, you know, there's, there's a myriad number, The Bachelor, Bachelorette, and you mm. see the people on there and like, we just want to find a man that loves us, mm. someone we can trust, someone who will stand by me forever. And the guys are the same. We're just sick of this. You know, we've been looking and maybe even play in the field or whatever, but we actually realise it's quite empty. Mm. We want this love, and that's the way that God designed it. So marriage is still for today for sure, you know, And it, but it should be uh, highly uh, respected, and when we enter into marriage that it's, you know, we, we're making a decision for life mm. and making a decision to love that person. That's what God would like. You know, there's plenty of verses about that. Um, and the covenant that we make, with that person is to actually love them and cherish them. Mm. And I think the covenant is not, oh, I'm just going to be married to you. The covenant we make before people, isn't it? Very much, I'm going to love you in sickness and health, mm. la, 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 mm. la. And yet, that sometimes falls through and it's just all about the wedding day. Really. Yeah. We got up and we, we made a vow on the wedding day so we can't break those vows, but you actually already broken them mm. because you're not treating each other well. Mm. Yeah. And and I think, again, it's sort of like we can make it a guide and people do. It's all about the wedding day, but it's actually not really about that. Um, yeah, and in that too, Matt, what about if I'm single? Does that mean I'm incomplete? No. As a person, not, not like at I need all. this other person not to complete all. me? No. Like I think, I think there's, even, there's even a verse somewhere that talks about the fact that get married if you, if you have to. But it's it's better if you don't, because there's, you know, like if I think about my life, I'm, I'm married, I've got four kids, and you know the the uh, I guess the the freedoms that I have to do things are different to someone who is single. Yeah. Um. You know, and there's there's benefits to both of those things. Um. But in 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 that perspective, like if we're doing stuff for God and we're we're wanting to go wherever he wants us to go and all that kind of stuff. It's certainly a lot easier if it's only yourself that you've got to deal with rather than a wife and kids and, and all of that kind of stuff. So, um, and, and there's, a, there's a verse you use in Colossians 2.10, um, which, which says that you are complete through union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. Um, you know, we are, we are complete. There's, not, there's nothing in there that says you, you must get married in order to be complete, yeah. Um, and you know, I think sometimes we we put a lot a lot of value or worth on 
marriage than than what we should at times. You know, whether whether that's an attitude of oh well, you know, that person's not married yet. What did, what have they done wrong, or what? You know, what's, or they what's, might be lonely. Or... What's wrong with them, or you know, like there's there's a whole heap of questions that could come up out of that, and so you know, we need to be reminded that we are complete through union with Christ. That Christ makes us complete, and and the hope would be is that we have that relationship with Christ, whether we're single or not, or you know, and if we're in that marriage relationship, that Christ is actually in that in that union as well. And and even though that the two are one, there's also that that oneness and union with Christ that's so important. And I think if that if that's in place, then and and you're working through that together, then then whether you're single or not, things are gonna yeah, that's right. So really, when when we get married, it should be these two complete people coming together, yes. not two incomplete people coming mm. to complete each other. Like because it, it can be like I said, sometimes it's almost an idol. In a lot yeah. of Christian circles, if you're not yeah. married, then like you said, there's something wrong, or you must be lonely, or yeah. you really need to be married to feel fulfilled in your life. Where that's actually not true at all. Mm. Um, you know, mm. it's a good thing if you can find it and you can find that person, but it's not a necessary thing. Um, and certainly, it's horrible when you see people that aren't married not living for God because they're waiting for that person. You know, whereas yep. they should just go, you know what, I've got this freedom to serve God, mm. let me go for it. And through that, often you'll meet that person yep. anyway. Yep. Yeah. So um, what else would I like to talk about with that? There's a fair bit in it, actually, in marriage and, and what it's all about. Um, but I think it's really just more the, the Christian attitude, you know, like as Christians, there are certain things that God really wants from us. And it's certainly, when he talks about marriage, it's, um, you know, we should be pure before that. He, the way that God designed it really is that we come together on the marriage night and we're the only person that we've ever had. We know that's not practically true, especially if we've been non-Christian mm. um, and we got saved, we're most likely because of the way things are, who have had multiple partners, to be honest. Um, but that doesn't mean God can't then help you with that. You ask for forgiveness, you get on with life and live for him, and mm. even if you're a Christian and that's happened as well. Um, and I think, too, that our whole attitude going into marriage has to be one of looking for the person that has the same core values as us, right? Because we can often get steered away on that. And, mm. and like I said, like very easy... We've got apps today, we can swipe left or right, choose the person we want, hurt their feelings, play with them, mm. whatever we want to do, and um, just sort of move on. And even when we get married, if we make it the wrong reason, if we just like idolize marriage or the wedding day and something, we can often miss the true um, heart of a person. Do you think, do you think we can? I, I mean, I think we can, the core values side of things. Mm. Yeah, I think, yeah, if we've got... A particular shopping list of ideals of what we want uh, our partner to look like or be like that there may be instances where we miss out on what God has planned for us because of yeah. because of that list you know like it's not yeah like, does, often does that make times, sense? yeah because oftentimes it's like you know let's just say for example mm. the apps where you're choosing yep. someone yep you're not going, oh, what do they think about 
animal cruelty, you know, are they going to pray to God with me? Yeah. Um, what's their heart like? It's like they're hot, they got big muscles, whatever it might be. Yeah. I like them. Yeah. And the attraction is very outward rather than yeah. inward. Yeah. And not looking at the core values. And I think, especially for a Christian, you have to take that very seriously. Mm. Um, mm. And, you know, if, if I am a Christian and I'm like, you know what, I'm just looking for someone who's hot or rich or wh- whatever it might be, um, I can get trapped into something that is not beneficial for me for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't look at the heart of the person, how they treat people, yeah. do they actually value and love God? Because if they love God more than me, they will love me better. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it's easy to just fall into that trap. I guess, and not really think about it very carefully. Um, so I think core values is very important. Yeah. Yep. Um, and the other thing I was thinking about with marriage is this, like, because I was just pondering on it, you know, like just thinking about it and discussing it in my head and thinking about how do I view people that aren't married and not because I'm a Christian, but that live together, that are de facto. And how does the world view them? It's still, there's something different about it. It's like, when you're married, it's like they're together forever. And even if I said de facto, even though they can be quite committed, have families and and maybe even have that same commitment or more as a married person in some ways, there's always still this sense of not quite permanency. Mm-hmm. You know? And for me, when I was thinking about marriage, if I was a person who wanted to be with someone for the rest of my life, wouldn't I want them to say, I want you to be my family? Not just to be part of my family or be around my family and but I actually want you and me to be one including mm. in name and everything um, and just this verse from Ruth uh, book in the Old Testament came to me now it's not about marriage but she was married to this lady's uh, son and he died and she said why don't you go back to your family and but what she said was I, I think is just really profound Look, Naomi said to her, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people, to her gods. You should do the same. But Ruth replied, don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. Wherever you die, I will die, and there I'll be buried. May the Lord punish me severely if I allow anything but death to separate us. I think when I hear that, I hear the cry of marriage, the truth Mm. of marriage. Mm. You know, no, that's it for life. We're together forever. Yeah, I don't know. How, how do you feel? Like, do you feel any different? Like, when you know there's a long-term committed. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. Like with that, with that whole labelling of de facto or marriage, there is that, there is that opinion, mm. like within me that thinks, well, you know, what's there's a there's a difference there, isn't there? Like, yeah. there, I mean, it's whether I hadn't really, to be honest, I hadn't really thought about it um, until you started talking about it. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's that's right. There there is that that um, yeah, there's that, there's that level of not not lack of commitment because, as you rightly say, there are some de facto relationships w- that are probably better than than some marriage relationships. But there is that that ideal that that you know the people are gonna you know that it, that it's not permanent, that it's a temporary thing. Mm. Um, yeah, or at least until I get sick of them, or ten years. It seems, yeah, it just seems easier to say. You know, I'm getting a new boyfriend or I'm getting a new girlfriend. It's like I even hear them saying that, you know, oh, yeah, my boyfriend left. We've been together for 10 years. Yeah. Why do you mean you're still the boyfriend? Or those that go, you know, we've been, oh, we're engaged. How long have you been engaged? Eight years. I'm like, mm. seriously? Mm. Like, what's that all about? 
oh, we'll get married one day. Yeah. We're engaged. But there's that line that seems to cross. And so these are just ponderings, not any law things or anything. But mm. I even think about that with nephews and nieces, right? So I'm not married. We don't have the same last name. And my wife's sister has a baby. And I'm the uncle. But it still seems weird, you know what I mean? Like, this is just yep. a perception thing, yep. maybe. But yep. are they really? Because then they walk out the door and it's like my boyfriend left. Maybe he's not your uncle anymore, but this guy is. Yeah. Know, or do they stay the uncle? But when you're married and even when you separate, there's still mm. something stronger there that is still your uncle. Yeah. I don't know. It's just in my head. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> but for me, I, I know that when God designed marriage, he did it with our best interests at heart. Yeah, not to make a law or you can't do this or you can do that, but if you actually live my design out, this mm. is the very best. Mm. Um, I mean, there's so many different things that that we talk about. I remember listening <laughs> listening to a podcast once, and it was talking about even sexually transmitted diseases, and um, it said if if everyone had the one partner was faithful, I think it was over 25 years or something, every sexually transmitted disease in the world would be gone. I was like, wow, mm. that's weird. Um, just those thoughts, you know, yep. and, and why do we get married? Um, we shouldn't get married because it's an ideal. We, we shouldn't get married because we're having struggling with pornography and we need to get rid of our lust, so we need a woman. That's not the right thing either. It has to be a thing of love mm. and commitment mm. and enjoyment together, I think, um, yep. and yep. enjoying each other. Yep. And the desire to bring the best out of the other person. Yeah, absolutely. As well. Yeah. I'm one. Yep. Yeah. All right, Matt. I've got nothing cool. else to say. No, cool. You got anything? I think just the just that that whole thing of of you know, if if you are married, that it that it's a real commitment to that other person to see them become the best that they can be and to have have God as the center of that and to be um, you know, um following him and and you know being in communication with him as part of that that union together and and then the other side of that is that, that if you are not married um and you know that that you're in that place again of of being in that relationship with God and allowing him to work through you and and not getting yes not not hung up but you know not not being so disappointed or so um Captivated by this this ideal of finding uh, a husband or a wife, that it actually stops you from moving forward in in what God wants you to do. And yeah. you know, I think you're absolutely right. As soon as people sort of, um, you know, I've heard stories and and whatever. As soon as people make that commitment that God, I'm going to do whatever you want me to do, and and just follow you, and I'm not going to worry about that. That they end up meeting someone. And and you know so that's that's pretty cool. But yeah, just the, just I guess the real the real challenge is is that our that our faith and our commitment to God is is first and foremost in yeah. in everything and in every relationship as well. Yep. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Matt. Cool. Uh, see you later, guys.